Good day, it's Tuesday, it's Sports Dance Dalhain. That means it's time for the Fair Green, our weekly feature with a past or present player looking back at their career, looking at their hopes for the future, and they also make and break lifelong friendships when they name their Fantastic Four. Our guest this week, well, she's very popular with you because you voted her the Sports Stars Footballer of the Year. Her tenacious defending for carrying the 2020 Championship sent two attackers to the substitute bench and struggled to get back their places, while she's also done it at underage level for the county is Captain Kerry at minor level won All-Irelands at under 16 and is a main player too for her club MKL Gales of course I'm talking about Kerry defender Kira Murphy and Kira, first welcome to the Fair Green Thanks Darren thanks for having me Kira, we chatted only a few weeks ago on the Sports Stars Football Team of the Year show and that was the day we announced you as our Footballer of the Year. When you look back now, there might have been a bit of fun to it and all that, but not just Kerry people, but a lot of people around the country rallied behind you in, in defence and it must be a great honour to receive that acknowledgement from people who love watching you play. Yeah, it was great. Like like I've seen the last time I was talking to you, we kind of during with the circumstances that we're going through at the moment with, with COVID and stuff, I think it just brought everybody together together, and it just lifted people and gave them something just to talk about. You know, if people were saying, oh, how is, how is so-and-so getting on and, and stuff like that. It just kind of brought everybody together. And I suppose it just, it's great to be recognised. It's you know, great to be recognised um, as a player you know, around the country and stuff and um, that everybody got, got behind me and you know, that I, I made the team of the year and also um, got player of the year. And it wasn't just Kerry people getting behind you, Kira, as well. I know there was campaigns around the country in different counties and all that, because we had a lot of Kerry nominees as well, but even I've spoken to some people outside of Kerry afterwards who said you were a very deserving winner of that acknowledgement as well. And of course, you just have to look at your stats. Two championship games this year, Kira Finnegan, Orla Farmer into the bench, one at halftime, one not long after halftime. You did everything you did individually for Kerry that you could this year. Yeah, I suppose, but it, it just makes it easier with the with the players you have around you, like, you know, playing against Kevin and Cork last year in the championship games. So we did prepared well for both games and, um, you know, it was just the kind of the drive and of every player training that, you know, that brought me on and spurred me on because, you know, I'm only going into my third year now playing senior football uh, with Kerry ladies and I'm still very young, you know, I'm only 28 and it's great, like like I said, you know, to be, to be recognised and to be noticed, you know, and, and get the recognition for it. Um, I suppose in that way but yeah look I suppose you know I'm just doing you know my job in, in that part you know marking the best forwards in the country and just trying to do my bit in that and just, just not let them score and bits like that and just contribute to maybe attacking and you know kickoffs like that it's just those little things I suppose that make you that better player and I, I think I have a long way to go with that yet I'm only starting out but um, hopefully in time that I'll, I'll become that you know, experienced player and the leader that, that people will look up to. Well, you're making great strides at the moment, Kira, and you're showing signs too. But I do get your point as well. It's a lot of young players have come into the Kerry setup. You weren't there for, I don't know how to describe it, but 2018 was not a good year for Kerry football. We call it straight. We won't go into the ins and outs of it. You're part of a new crew coming in in 2019. The signs have been encouraging, even if you don't have the silverware to back it up yet. Yeah, I suppose in 2019, um, we we made it to the league final. We were playing uh, Waterford. Um, now, unfortunately, we didn't we we didn't win that day. But um, I suppose it was that day, there was a lot a lot of you came in in 2019. 
young players and obviously you still had the experienced players but it was just a case of kind of trying to gel both together and it was kind of the first year so you know that takes time as well you're not going to you know I suppose win um in all Ireland or a Munster title straight away you know it, take, it does take time and stuff but yeah you know 2019 we we, we lost Waterford and we played Dublin in the all Ireland quarterfinal and we unfortunately we lost them as well but you know there wasn't much between the sides either at the end of the day like they're you know and Dublin sure look at them they're one of the best um teams in the country you know and these fantastic players so I suppose even just to play against them you know you learn little things and they nudge you on to be that better player and you know you have to mark the best to be the best and and stuff like that and like last year as well you know unfortunately we had played five games in, or we had played five games in the league and we had two left and you know, we had the two games left but we were kind of we had made it to the final really and we were looking forward to it after 2019 against Waterford after losing the league final you just want to I suppose you know, Division 2 is really competitive it is tough um, you know you've a lot of northern teams um there and some yeah, four or five aim, senior teams as well like yeah exactly and you know our aim was to get up to division one because you have to play against the best to be the best and it does take time like I said there earlier but you know that was our aim at the start of the year in 2020 was to get up to division one but unfortunately look when COVID kicked in you know that the, the league was um scrapped and all that but you know hopefully hopefully this year now we, we might get a run at it and um we can finally get back up to division one I'm going to stay with Kerry Senior at the moment, just seeing we're talking about it. And just going back to 19 as well, as you mentioned, I was working in Clare that year. So I was following the Division 2 of the National League very, very closely. I remember that first day where Clare and Kerry drew, if I remember correctly. But you and a few others were coming into a, a Kerry setup, a team that probably played second fiddle to Cork, but were always knocking on the door and were always one big result away, but come off the back of a disappointing year being relegated too. What was it like joining that dressing room first? especially when there was bound to be pressure on you to try and get back up to Division 1 the first year? Yeah, there was. I suppose there's always, you know, in, in Kerry football, it's like the men's as well, there's lots of expectations um, from people and, you know, from supporters and stuff. And, like, obviously the pressure, yeah, um, it was my first year in, so I suppose it was all kind of new to me. You know, I was just going along with it. But I suppose for the more experienced players, maybe there was a lot of pressure on them. Um, I'm not sure really. But, you know, I just... Got on it with John. That game against Clare was my actually my debut. It was a great day out for you know myself and my family, and I actually started centre forward that day. <laughs> I I I I wouldn't say now I'm a forward, but you know I wouldn't have those skills really. But um yeah, I quickly reverted back to the wing back line <laughs> soon enough after that anyway. Um but yeah, you know it's it's just funny how things started out and how you know where you are now. You know obviously I started the wing the centre forward, and now I'm doing you know, number seven at wing back. But um no, I'm just you know you just enjoy you just enjoy kind of meeting the girls and everything and getting out and it's just there's a great bond a great buzz between between the the older the or sorry the more experienced and the you know the girls coming through as well so it's something to look forward to in the future it was a question I was going to ask you at some stage because it's no secret like your your uncle is a reasonably well-known forward in, in Colin Cooper as well but you've always yeah. been mainly a defender like even from underage ranks as well has defence always been your preferred position or was it just the way things panned out? you always look to players like you know the forwards they're kind of more highlighted players than backs they probably get more recognition but you know 
it goes to show like it's not just obviously the forward does the work and everything and you know they gets the scores but it's the players in the back line as well and midfield that they link the play and you know make assists and all that so obviously you know it's as I I mentioned to, to Colin myself sometimes I say you get all the credit but you know it's not always and I suppose you know, it's like players and um, you know getting player of the matches and all that you know like and deservedly so like players that mm. get we say one three in a game and stuff but when I was when I was starting out say underage and everything I was always a back you know I was always just or even midfield was a, in another position, say for a club. I play midfield for a club, um, but the forwards never appealed to me really because I wouldn't be a big threat. Like I say, it's called him the only thing that we have in common is we're both left-legged. Um, <laughs> you know, he he's. I suppose you could say that he's both, uh, really. You know, but um, no. Look, obviously, it's great to have an uncle. You know that has has been there and done that with with the Kerry senior men and has achieved so much. And you know, it's just to look up to him and you know, hopefully I go on someday and, and do what he did, you know, in the future. Certainly do because of course any listeners haven't copped it yet. Of course, we're talking about Colin Gooch Cooper as well. And just while we have mentioned him, Kira, especially being a defender too, he's perfectly positioned to give advice. How what advice has he given you in your career so far? And has he been helpful in you becoming the defender that you become? Yeah, I suppose it's just, you know, I remember I say my parents and my family and stuff and about what he did when he was younger. You know, he was out every evening after school from a young age and just kicking off the wall left and right, you know, those little bits and playing. There was a green area where he grew up in Archan in Clarny and, you know, he just used to go out every evening with the ball. He went to bed with the ball, you know, the, the ball, you know, football was a big thing and soccer, you know, he had all those little things. He knows himself that I know what I have to do to be that better player. And I suppose it's just those little bits of just practicing is a big thing. Your skills, you know, that's crucial. You have to have those little bits. He was a very calm, calm and cool and collective player. You know, nothing seemed to face him. And I'm kind of the same. Obviously, you do have nerves on, nerves on the day of matches and stuff, but I wouldn't show him, you know, I'd be very, I'd be calm enough. Like, and so he said just to go out and enjoy it as well. Like, you know, it's obviously it's all about, you know, you want to go out and win but you're going to have bad days and those bad days make you the player that make you that better player. And you know that you learn from your mistakes, work harder, and then you'll get there eventually. It was like a case of, you know, when they were growing up playing or when he was playing with Kerry, you know, against Tyrone, they lost so many matches during the All-Ireland finals and eventually won one then in 2000, you know, in, in four and 2006, you just have That's to learn, they learn from, from the your mistakes. The teams, and, I remember, yeah. And yeah. And eventually, you know, you, you will get your chance and, you know, when it comes, then you just have to grab it. How important is that advice now for players in general in the times we're living in? Because as you mentioned there, Colin worked hard in his game. You've done the same too. Many great uh, ladies football players have done the same. But the fact we can't train collectively at the moment, working on the skills and doing that extra bit of practice is going to be so important for when we do eventually get back out in the field. Yeah, so obviously it's very tough at the moment for every every team in the country, like, you know, um, both men and women. It's, it is tough, you know, you're trying to do, I suppose, the fact that we had that we were training in or individually last year as well, you know, you it was all new to us last year. So you know, at least you had the motivation. You knew when you were back, you were going to be back at the end of the year, and you were pushing yourself, saying there's only whatever a few weeks left or a month left or whatever. But this time around, you know, you've gone through it all before, and you're. I suppose it's just there is a. I suppose there is a lack of motivation there, but 
the fact is that you will be there soon enough and it, it's the it's the players and the management team as well they're really they're crucial um to you know training and stuff you know they just spur you on and they kind of they spur you on basically in regards to it you know they encourage you and you know they're always there at the end of the line if you need to contact them you know to give you that bit of, of a push and it's the girls as well you know everybody's pulling together and saying girls look we'll be back soon enough and like the skills and all that it is tough I suppose because you know it's like runs as well you always have you know say someone in front of you or behind you and you're trying to chase say that person you know saying they push yourself more um but I suppose this year now you know um our strength and conditioning coach uh, Cassandra Buckley she's really like you know stepped it up a notch this year you know in regards to our sessions and just made it really to know that we have to reach our targets and push ourselves because if we don't you know there will be consequences if we don't and stuff like that because you have to push yourself really hard because there's no point you know just kind of slouching around now you know you have to put in the hard work now and when you get back onto the field then it's all bought you know that kind of a way it's just kind of it is it is tough and you know but it's the people around you and your teammates and the management that push you on and get you through it. And especially when you're knocking on the door as well, never more important, especially now for Kerry and a few other counties, maybe in that five to eight brackets, if they want to break through. Going back to 2019, just we'll finish up the chat about being a forward. Like in that league final against Waterford, I'm not too sure what position you were playing that day, but you were in the scoreboard, if I remember correctly, even if the result wasn't right. Yeah, that day was another, I suppose I had a different kind of role. I was, I kind of knew what I was doing that day. It was kind of... um a job I had to to do but you know any day you you play in a carry jersey like you're privileged to put it on and stuff so you play in any position that kind of a way so if I'm a forward a back a goalie or a midfielder like I said there it doesn't matter it's just once you're on the field and wearing that carry jersey you should have great pride and privilege and that's what I do when I put on the carry jersey is I've you know it's just fantastic to be given that honor and to be chosen to be in with the carry senior ladies is is a big thing and anywhere on the field and you know I, I'll play like when you know once I'm wearing that carry jersey well you've met the number seven jersey your own at the moment 2020 we're all cursing COVID we're all cursing the year that we had no counties cursing it more than Kerry we touched on this on the team of the year show as you've t- mentioned already the league everything going perfect no team could stop you it took a pandemic to stop you in your run and then in the championship just got caught early in the big game that's you just couldn't close the gap at the end yeah, so we started off um, 2020 in the league with a great, we started off great. We had five games played and we had two left. We had Mead and Clare left to play in the league in 2020. So we were kind of guaranteed a, a final spot. And I suppose it was just, it was hard. It was very hard for us to get that, get the news that the league will no longer be going ahead. You know, we always had hope at the start of COVID that you know, it will be played and all that. But you know, then the LJFA came out and said, Unfortunately, you know, due to COVID, you know, the time it just kind of COVID got worse, and there was no way that it could be played. And obviously, it was, we were all disappointed because we were flying. You know, there was no stopping us. All we wanted to do was get up to Division One, and we know how hard to know how tough Division Two is to get out of. And the fact that we were going so well, it was disheartening, really, um, that kind of a way. But look, you just have to get on with it. And, you know, 2021 is a is a new year and hopefully we will get the league played this year and get back up to Division 1. But um, like I said there as well, you know, we played Cavan. We played Cavan in the championship last year and we got we got past them anyway, thank God. And we played, we were playing Cork. 
Yeah, like I suppose the Cork game, it was I we I say we, we felt like we prepared well for it and obviously the result was disappointing. Um Sarah Noonan's goal there in the first few minutes kind of it kind of killed us and knocked us back a bit. Like there was still you know nothing between the sides at half time. Um either like you know who it could go either way but um and we had no rub of the green um I felt you know causing go away and you know hitting the post and the crossbar and stuff and you have to have a bit of luck as well on the Tino O'Brien was excellent too in the day for Cork yeah of course you have to give her a recognition as well for it to you know she's a superb goalkeeper to you know that, that that way but it was just tough because you know we had started the year so well and obviously you had the break with COVID and you know we were all training individually and we came back as doing the training and it was just because like we had we were we were going well, you know, we felt that we were well prepared for it. And it was just disappointing. But like like I said there earlier as well, you know, you have to you have to learn from those mistakes and maybe things that that we could have done better or improved on, you know, we'll have a look at and we'll hopefully bring, you know, those learn from those mistakes so they, they don't happen again this year. Like any other year, you would have had a quarterfinal crack against Dublin or Galway yeah. or Armagh, as the case may be. And hopefully, whatever way things pan out this year, that we do get the quarterfinals back. Because it's a hard way to go out with just the two games. And there's many counties that were in that boat this year. Let's go back to the start. And I have to ask a question first. And are you from Keel or Castlemaine? I, it's a good question now. There's a lot of uh, stick at home, you know, people say you're from, you know, Keel or Castlemaine. Well, um, my club uh, would be Keel. I would have played with Keel underage all the way up, up to under 12. But my dress is Castlemaine. So that's probably how people get mixed up. Um, but yeah, like Keel is where, where I played my football and, you know, they should get great recognition as well because, you know, that's where I learned my, you know, my hard hits from the lads when we were playing um, underage and stuff. And yeah, so then when, when um, we didn't actually have a, a girls club, obviously, in, in Keel. So then I, I moved then to the, the club in uh, Milltown, MKL Gale. So it's Milltown, Keel and Stripe. Mm-hmm. And that's that's who I'm playing with now in my club football with. I had to ask that because all, all the descriptions I see of you football says Keel, but then you were interviewed, uh, I think, advertising at Kerry College. Uh, of course, we should also mention as well, you were club person of the year in IT Trillie in 2020. So it was two acknowledgements for the year, but you described yourself as Castle Maine. So I had to ask that question. Just while we're talking about college, how is college at the moment and how is college life affected with the current pandemic? Yeah, it's it's very tough. Like I, I'm in second year now um, in college doing um, business studies and I branched into accounting. But it's just I've had no experience, I suppose, really in college. I was in, um, say, the actual the campus itself um, in first semester in first year. And then obviously COVID kicked in and I was at home. So all obviously all my second year in, in college was is online, and I'm hoping obviously we will we'll be back in September for you know when I'm starting in third year, um and stuff like that. But the learning you know online and attending classes it is you know you just have that comfort of you know having you scrolling out of bed in the morning you know the morning and having your desk just in your room, and you know, you have a lot of distractions as well at home. Um, that's the big thing like my brother is working from home um, at the moment as well he's been working from home since March and I'm also working from home myself I, I work every Saturday and 
since I'm working from home uh, or since I'm working from home and I have, I'm doing college from home, I kind of work maybe part of you know, moments. Yeah, I, I, I do a few hours during the week and stuff as well, you know, while, while I can, while there's no football and bits like that, while I can, you know, make um, some money and stuff. But it is having all those things, working from home, doing college from home, training from home. It's hard because you have no kind of, social aspect at least if you were going to work you'd ha- you know obviously you'd have to maintain you know two meters social distancing but at least you'd have that some bit of interaction kind of uh, and to get out of the house as well um to kind of wait because you know but where I live though it's it's all family around us it's a private road so at least I have that that kind of social bit of interaction but it is tough you just lack motivation there it's it was fine for last year doing that little bit because you know from March to say May and even from say September this year to um, December, that was fine. But obviously, with the circumstances, you just you just have to get on with it and where you're on. Especially too when you you just got a taste of it, like say the first semester in first year as well, and and no doubt football wise as well, you were looking forward to playing with new players and getting to know more people. That all of a sudden that's taken away. But at least I suppose, and it's good that you're being positive on it too. That we should be safe enough in saying that September some form of normality will come back and what you would have expected when you applied for the course in the first place. Yeah, like, you know, some of the lecturers I have never seen in person, you know, that kind of way. So it, it is tough. It's tough for them as well because they don't know who they're talking, you know, obviously they have the names and stuff on, on the screen and stuff, but they don't know, you know who they're talking to and stuff like that. And I don't know, who, you know, obviously I, I know the lecturers and, you know, from being online, but I've never seen some of them in person. You know, I, some of them I had in first year, but you know, some of them are new. So it is tough as well for them to you know, learn and they might, you know, obviously not every class you have to say turn on your camera or something and they don't even know if they're talking to who they're talking to so it, some people could just log in and just do what you know do whatever but obviously you know, that's up to every every student and um, themselves like but no like I said there hopefully now come September and it's like with the football as well hopefully we'll be back soon enough get it get back onto the, the field and get back training and uh, college as well at the end of the year please God. Hopefully so. Going back to Kiel, um, you mentioned that's where you played your football too. Was it, like, how did you get started in football, and was it always something you wanted to play? Yeah, so I suppose, um, yeah, Kiel would have was where I would have started. I suppose under probably under sixes where uh, when I started, so about five, probably started playing football when I was five. But I suppose my my background, you know, obviously, Colum, you know, it, I suppose he would have influenced influenced me to play football and it was the same with my brother you know we would have we have a huge interest from a young age and I always enjoyed it it was kind of the social aspect uh, at the start you know going meeting the lads and the girls you know having a bit of crack and just making friends like I you know it's the same with say county football and even club from when I started playing football I've had the friendships so I still have those friends it's just it's it's a great whatever you know I know obviously it's great to be winning and playing and all that, but you know, some people just do it for the social aspect and meeting new people. And it's fantastic, like the friends you make. And like I said there, I still have friends from playing at, say, county level under 12. And you know people from playing other counties and other teams. And you know them, say, you might meet them then in secondary school or, you know, in college. You know them, like the amount of people that I know, um, say, in the college team as well from playing football against them and stuff it's great it, it's no it's very really enjoyable and um 
I don't know, everybody should encourage their, their children just to try it out anyway and see if they like it or not. Um, but yeah, it was I suppose it was my my family background um was a big thing for, for me um you know, when I started out playing. And of course, then you realised that you had a knack for it too. Like, say, the influence was strong as well. You enjoyed playing the game, which is first and foremost a more important thing. And you touched on it there. Was it under 12 level you started breaking into Kerry setups? Yeah, so it was under 12. Um, I suppose you would have had like the development squads um, at that age, probably. And yeah, so it was under 12 that I started. You'd have the Blitzes there. And I remember Claire and Kilrush and all those places. And then, yeah, so then I started kind of, it was under 14 then when say proper when it started proper um and obviously you know it was our second year on the 14 level that we won a, we won the all ireland and um we had great su- success and the management team you know, i suppose at that at that stage i suppose john you know, there was no such thing as tactics really or there was you no know, because we were so young and stuff but obviously as we progressed up as well on you know, under 16 i was managed by graham shine and McCary, and we won two all irelands there and you know there was kind of an introduction of say GPSs, you had those little things that you wouldn't have had at say at under 14 level, um, that kind of way. And yeah, so then you know it was great. I suppose we we had great success at underage level um with Kerry. A minor level then it was tough. <laughs> we were managed you see where my next question is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were managed by um Jonathan Griffin. We made it to the Munster final boat here is against Cork. Um, our first year, I suppose, my first year minor, it was, you know, we played Cork. We were we were well beaten that day all over the field um, from the very start. And there was no coming back. One of the girls, if she was actually captain that year in the first year minor, Siobhan Burns, she actually went down and she broke her elbow. I think it was the first, it was in the throw in anyway, she was midfield. It was, and it, that would kind of set us back as well, you know, the fact that our leader and our captain, she'd gone. And we were obviously trying, doing our best, you know, to do it for her and everything. But it was just, too late on in the games you when know, we were kind of chasing or chasing the tails of Cork, you know, that kind of way. But second year minor then I was captain um of the team and we we played Cork in Mallow. I'll never forget it. There was two two controversial, I suppose, penalties um that day. I think we we lost by a point. There was there was nothing in it. Um it was a close game, a game that we should have won. Um and you know a big thing what people say to you is you know obviously the underage medals are, are great and all that but the minor medal it's great to have an, a minor medal and we, which I don't have it was a pity you know and it was tough to take but it was I was minor there was more years ahead of me with with Kerry and stuff so I was only starting out but it was still tough to take it was, it was disappointing. I still I could tell in it. your voice even now yeah. a couple of years later, you know, you can I can like would people can't see us talking to each other here, but I can see the pain in your face just talking about it. Yeah, it was it was a, a tough one to take, all right. Um the fact that we were so close and we should have we should have won. You know, you have to learn, you have to go on and and learn from your mistakes and kind of get on with it. Because like I said earlier, it's you have to win some or you have to lose some to win some. So to just get on with it. It was, because especially the year you were captain as well, as you mentioned there too, for a young footballer, and I often ask people from both counties this question, when does the Cork-Kerry rivalry become a real rivalry? Like, no doubt the way your underage career went, where you were getting the shade in it at under-16 level by minor then, and in the early stages of senior, they've overturned it as well. Is that real fierce rivalry there, or was it just there, the neighbours have to beat them any day you try? 
I suppose minor probably would have kicked in um, for me anyway. And under 14 and 16, we didn't really see much of them. There wasn't too much of Cork, but a minor level, all right. Um, sure, we played them twice in the Munster final and that's them both times. But I suppose it was minor that it kicked in for me. And obviously, sure, like last year, we played them in the championship and lost them again, senior level. But hopefully in a few years' time, or even next, you know, in this year, just kind of get the rub of the green and get, get past them because it's one that you want to, you know, you'd want to win against them. I can, I can see you're fired up for it too. I know that we'll be keeping a keen eye on Kerry and Cork should they meet during the year. One question going back to under 16. You won two All-Ireland titles. Did you play the se- in the second final? Were you injured or? Yeah, so I actually, I broke my collarbone um, in the second, in the second All-Ireland. Uh, we were playing Dublin uh, that day in the All-Ireland final. But I was actually, I still was all kitted out like I was playing. I was, you know, all still in the lead up to it and everything. I was, um, all the preparations, I was I was there and all that. It, and the biggest thing, it was such a blow because it just happened the week before the, the All-Ireland final. We were training and whatever way I went down on this. At the first, I thought there's, I'm grand. Like I, I wanted just to get on with it and train away, but... I you know they're all saying you look very pale and everything and I was just kind of saying maybe just for my own peace of mind just to go and get it checked out so I went to um, the general in Tralee um, to get an x-ray and I thought I'd be grand you know just be grand just keep, keep everybody happy you know so I know that I'll be able to get out of no. it and stuff but um, my mom brought me in and uh, we, I did the x-ray and unfortunately I got, I got bad news that I had broke um, my collarbone never never injured in my life you know not that it was you know it just never anything never happened to me before and it was just it was tough to take because I I had trained so hard during the year first that's the one thing obviously you want to play in the biggest game of the year the All-Ireland final and it, it was really tough to take but the girls around me you know they they included me in everything there was no like excluding me it, I was still in the dressing room on that day I was still talked out I had a jersey I was still, I felt like I was still part of it I was in the photo you know it was you know that kind of made it a little bit easier and stuff like that but it still wasn't the same it was still tough to take, but I'm just glad to be part of it. And Lisa, and thankfully the, the, the girls in the field got the job done and you got the All-Ireland medal yeah. as well. And of course, the previous year, you'd success too. How did you end up and up for the match in 2015? How did I end up? <laughs> you know, oh God. I suppose the contacts, as people would say. Um, <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so myself, I, yeah, I was only 15 that year. Um, myself and my brother were there and my mom it was a great experience uh my first time in RT uh, it was really exciting and no it was it was great it was yeah it was you know it was a great experience just to be in there like you know because I, I watched every year of the match it's it's great entertainment and the bit of crack there the night before the All Ireland and stuff but it, yeah I was delighted to be there and you know um to be actually in in the studio and be like oh my god this is actually real it was fantastic yeah and um can't believe i got that opportunity as well at such a young age and it's brilliant it's a brilliant experience anytime you get in the rt because yeah. we we're so used to the perception of seeing it on tv but at least when you're in there and you, yeah, you get and, a whole feel for the show yeah and it was actually special as well because i actually brought out the sam mcguire so i had a, a big a big role in in that night or on that night so it was it was great 
Is that an omen of things to come in ladies football down to the line? Will Sam McGuire become Brendan Martin in a couple of years? <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but <laughs> hopefully anyway. We'll see. That. I have to, I'm conscious of the time, Kira, so I have to ask you a couple of questions about MK Gales. Of course, you mentioned there your club, Junior A side at the moment, and I don't want to be bringing up hard days, but boy, you really, really, I'd say the, your, your club ambitions are just as high as your county ambitions for 2021. Yeah, another heartbreak. Uh, really, it was it was a tough year. Um, we played Dr. Hoax in the, the Junior A final in September. It went to extra time. It was the, I'd say it was one of the hottest days ever. And we, we played in Fitzgerald Stadium, um, one of the biggest fields as well in, in the county. So it was great, to, I suppose, to get that opportunity, first of all, to play there and to play um, against a, such a, I suppose, a fantastic team, Dr. Crox. And my mom's family, and you know, they're all from Dr. Crooks. So it was a, an extra it was special. was a Dr. Crooks question coming. <laughs> yeah, so it was an, uh, kind of made it that little bit of a, you know, brought a bit of a spice to kind of, you know, um, my uncle would have trained Mark, he would have trained the Dr. Crooks team. So it was, um, you know, it was a, a big day out for both, both sides of the family, really. And, uh, you know, like I said there, it was a really hot day. It was, tough like it was a you know a lovely day you know you always want to play in a, a, a nice day especially in Fisher Stadium but the heat it was just phenomenal and the fact that it went to extra time as well you know everybody was was burnt out it, it was a real tough game um I suppose we it was a game as well that you could have said that we should have won but up five points but few minutes left to go and um it was actually Rihanna O'Shea just um got a goal there just went over a goalkeeper's head um I'd say she was going for a point all right but it just ended up in the net so and they kind of had that momentum then <clears throat> you know the last few minutes um and they added there with the, um two points and then it went to extra time and I suppose we just maybe ran out of steam the legs were tired like I said it was a really hot day and not just that was a mile a minute game, if I remember correctly. Like I think it finished six nineteen to five twenty. Oh like, yeah, it was. If you, it was if you were a, told five twenty, you would have presumed oh, you'd be lifting a cup that night. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like you know, there was loads of people on Twitter after it saying, you know, if the if you thought say the, um, say the games previous, like say the East Kerry and Doctor Hoax, you know, previous games or say McCarry and East Kerry, if they were great games, then you should have seen the MKL Gales and Doctor Hoax final. It was you know it was a. a massive game and yeah like I suppose any day like you go out and score that like you think that like you said there you'd be bringing home the the trophy like in silverware but it unfortunately we just didn't have we just ran out of steam at the end and it was it was tough because we've had previous years that you know the last three years we've lost the junior a final the, the year before it was to Kilcommon um I think we just didn't get things right on the day so the lower scoring game that one too wasn't it that one was very low scoring yeah and the the year before that then it was ball they've always you know we've always been knocking around kind of um playing them in the junior final but they were just kind of more they were very experienced and they were just kind of they were a lot a bit ahead of us I suppose we had we had young players and we had you know experienced players as well but there was a lot more younger players and like this year, you know, we thought, or just sorry, last year we thought that definitely that this this was our year and we were well up first, you know, Crooks, you know, any team to be playing, you know, and, and to be playing them like, you know, you'd be like, Jesus, that would be a good game and stuff like that. And they have great players, you know, a few of them play with me with Kerry and stuff and they have players there that, that aren't on Kerry and they're fantastic players as well. So it was, um, 
it was a tough one to take her out. Um, I was actually captain as well <laughs> that day. So I, I to talk to me again. I keep bringing up painful experiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've known Oak really. Um, <laughs> with being captain, but there, you know, that that's besides the point. It wasn't it wasn't about me. It was about the team. Um, and stuff, and it was it was tough, a tough one to take. So we're we're hoping 2021 will be our year of winning the Junior A Championship. I was worrying about Cork the way we were talking earlier on. I'm worried for about the Junior A clubs in Kerry now because you look determined for that as well. But just two quick questions before we finish the segment. And I know from talking to Emma Deneen when she was on the show with us as well, it's such a competitive environment there. As you mentioned, Dr. Krogs, many Kerry seniors as well. Like Junior A football in Kerry is as good as senior in many other counties. Yeah, it is. It's it's fierce competitive. Like you had teams there like Spa, their well-established club and you had Kilcommon, uh, Dr. Cokes as well, you know, it's like you think of the men as well, they're well well experienced club and have lots of silverware. So like there's you know, there's ourselves and Law Rangers. We we've always um good games as well. We play them a lot in the league as well and stuff. So and there are rivals as well just back the road and stuff. So you know, it'd be and there's lots more teams as well out there, you know, that um that are in the junior A, but it is fierce competitive. You know, you look at the intermediate as well and the senior, you know, it's obviously the senior is fierce competitive as well, but in Kerry as well, you know, it is the junior, the junior A and the B's and C, you know, it is fierce competitive. You just want to win and you know get some silverware at the end of the day. Uh, it shows from the calibre of the teams as well you just mentioned about Fitzgerald Stadium in Clarny and great to have the opportunity to play there uh, on the outside one would assume it's it's grand but uh, do ladies football get those opportunities in Kerry to keep playing the big stadiums regularly? Yeah um, I suppose uh, thankfully in the last two years um, we, we've we had um, since I kind of started out in way and probably previous years as well before that but I've had a good few opportunities to play in big stadiums like Fitzgerald Stadium and you have Ostasac Park as well in, in Tralee. A lot of, say, the league games would be played there. And we actually played Cork as well last year in Ostasac Park. So it kind of gives you that bit of a, you know, a lift and kind of fires you up a bit more to say that you're the same as the men and, you know, that you have the same opportunities as them as well. And it is fantastic um to play to play in that in such fantastic stadiums. Um, you know, it just it kind of brings more of a buzz to it as well. Um, you know, you're looking forward to it more when you're playing in those big stadiums. And you know, deservedly so as well. And I hope you get plenty more occasions there as well, because it's well deserved for everybody in Kerry as well as around the country. Kira, there's so much more I wanted to talk to you about, but the clock has gotten away from us as well. But I've really enjoyed this conversation. Now we're not finished with you yet. We've one more segment to go, and of course, it's the players' popular moment. Uh, as as they grimace at me every time I say it, it's fantastic. For in a moment, Kira is now going to tell me the best two players she has played with. Now, Kira, that can be club, county, college, whatever criteria you decide. Side and then the two best players that you played against. So, Kira, whenever you're ready, the best player that you played with and why? Oh yeah, this uh, this was a tough uh, tough question. There's lots of great players and leaders all over the field. Say um, in both club and county. Um, but for say for for clubs, you know, you have fantastic players, both young and old. And with county as well, you know, you have players like Ashlyn Desmond. Ashlyn O'Connell, Lorraine Scanlon around the, the middle and Louise Niverhertig up, up front. But I suppose one of my best players that I played with with the county would have to be Louise. Louise Niverhertig. She's just an experienced player, number one, and she has great leadership skills. She's a very quiet and unassuming player. 
Um, but she she'll always have your back, like and give you great um advice, and you know will spur you on and stuff. And um, she puts endless um I suppose hours um into so say extra training, um and always gives one hundred and twenty percent. Like just you just can't you know I just can't speak highly enough of her, and that's a pure sign of a great player and a team player in that kind of way you know she'll she, it's no it's not about herself she brings players into the game and stuff and she's very um you know she's just a fantastic player and I admire her so much even when I wasn't playing senior level growing up playing with Kerry um say it under 14 16 she was even though she was a forward but still it was just her her traits her characteristics they were just she's just uh, I suppose for people to know that are starting to play out <clears throat> ladies football at underage should just look up to her she's she's just an inspiration really yeah as we were saying too even on the team of the year show as well Louise very unlucky not to make this particular team but she led by example that game against Cork too and she's been doing it for many many years for Kerry yeah she's she's just fantastic like and you know I'd say it must she's been there with years and still she hasn't won in North Ireland and she just keeps going you know there's no like stopping her she'll still put in those those uh, say go to training early and put you know all those little things that make you that better player and even like from when she started out she's progressed so much like last year like she was unstoppable she was on you know she was on fire like there was no there was no one uh, getting to grips with her every game she was high scoring and she was assisting players as well at the same time you know it wasn't just all about herself she was bringing players into like I said um say young players and, you know, making sure that they got their chance as well. And that's just why she's such a fantastic player. And I just, I'm privileged to get the opportunities to play with her. I certainly hope for herself as well. As you said, Kira, the success does come down the line. Louise Nimerherty is the first pick. The second player that you played with and why? Um, Hannah O'Donoghue, another forward. I suppose I've played with Hannah um, all the way up with Kerry at under say underage level all from under 12 and I've also played I played against her as well when I was playing with Keel at say under 6 to 8 so I would have known Hannah before I ever started playing with Kerry and I suppose she's just a, a very talented player there's no there's no nonsense to to Hannah you know she lets the ball do the talking she's a joy to play with she kind of takes in her stride just give her the ball and she'll do a job basically and Another thing is she's a nightmare to market training. She's just literally, when she gets it, the head is you know, she's just gone straight for the goal. There's nowhere else but the goal. And that's you know, that's her way. But she no, for like, you know, she was another player as well. She's she's the same age as me, but if like I said, we'd have played all the way up uh, together. And she's the lot since she started playing with Kerry and she's many more years ahead of her. So she's um that was why I kind of picked Hannah, you know, she was just from a young, if she's young and she's so much more to, to accomplish with Kerry and with club. And she's massive stats in attack. Uh, like I, I've seen them too in games I've been at, but uh, I was told you she started off her Kerry career as a defender with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess how things, you know, how things change. But yeah, Hannah was actually centre back with us um, when she started playing with Kerry. Yeah, it's gas when you think back, like, you know, when I was the forward. I couldn't believe that woman heard it. <laughs> yeah, so she was centre back. And I suppose that was, I suppose, on the 14 level, you know, it was, everybody was just kind of breaking in and trying out new positions. And I suppose Hannah, it was great because she, you know, kind of reminds, could have been like Blaheen Mackin. You know, in that way, an attacking um defender. You know, she used to there was no stopping her when she got up the field that way. Obviously, look look at her now. She's high tally in every game. She's just a class act. 
Oh, she certainly isn't like yourself and many others, part of a new generation coming through. We've Louise Nemerhertig and Hannah O'Donoghue. It's time now for the players that you played against. Kira, the best player you played against and why? Yeah, so um, there's been several players um, that I've played against um, that are all, you know, they're all fantastic players and, you know, and all that. But I suppose I had to think about this. One of them, okay, my so my first player I, I picked was Sinead Goldrick um, with Dublin. Um, I love watching her style of defending um, and also her role in, say, in attacking and linking play. She's a, you know, she's, oh, you know, obviously she does her job in defending, but she's also um, really quick and she's she's strong in her, you know, attacking. And I just, I, I would often watch her and see what she does because we're very, as in, you know, we're, we both play in the same position. So it, that's kind of my way of picking her because I look up, you know, I look up to obviously players, you know, that I play with, with Kerry and all that, but, you know, with Sinead Goldrick as well, she's just, to me, like, she's a very a cool and a calm and very talented player. And she's very confident, you know, in what she does. There's no holding back with her. So, you know, I picked her because of, for those reasons, obviously, and I suppose, you know, she plays in the same position as me. She's a phenomenal player as well, and just there are my reasons for picking her. She's the, she's the benchmark pretty much, and mm-hmm. even there, have you been watching her down in Australia over the last couple of months? I haven't been watching too much now. Um, of her, you know, busy with working college in college and stuff, but she's she's doing fantastic. You know, all the girls over the over there are doing a, a great job, and it's just like it just shows um a person of her calibre. You know how she even do, you know she's so that she's so talented. You know that she got that opportunity to go over there and stuff. It, it's just great. Sinead Goldrick, the third pick, and Kira Murphy's fantastic four. Louise Nemerhertig, Hannah O'Donoghue, both from Kerry. Sinead Goldrick from Dublin. Kira, it is time to complete your fantastic four. The mm. second player you played against and why? Yeah, so this was another, um, I suppose, experienced player. Um, I picked Caroline O'Hanlon from Armagh. Like, you couldn't look past her, really. She's a superb athlete. She's a very um, strong player and a very good ball carrier, very comfortable on the ball. I suppose she's been leading Armagh since I started playing anyway and previous years before that. And she's just a go-to player for them. Um, I suppose like she's like she's very strong. So she can play kind of midfield for them. She can play in the forward line. She's kind of versatile. You know, she kind of moves around and she's just everywhere in the field. When we play Armagh in the league, we play them now the last two years and she's just been a, a big player for them and she's a player that you have to watch out for when you are playing them because she does her own bit but she also kind of brings the younger players into it and it's like see with Amy Mack and now was kind of taken over from her doing her bit in that regard and it's a tough pick really to against because there is so many like that I could name and um, that should be recognised as well but they were my two top picks two best players to play against Caroline O'Hanlon just exactly like Louise mm-hmm. Nemerhartig has been leading a new generation of players hard to believe that Kerry and Armagh hopefully will clash at some stage in Division 2 of the league later this year but it'll certainly be a marquee game should it happen Kira Murphy you are the Sports Stars Footballer of the Year I've really really enjoyed this conversation and thanks to me for joining us uh, no doubt to be the first of many we will have over the next couple of years your fantastic four one more time Louise Nemerhartig from Kerry Hannah O'Donoghue from Kerry Sinead Goldring from Dublin and Caroline O'Hanlon from Armagh this was the Fair Green and thanks one last time to our guest this week Kerry footballer Kira Murphy Thanks Darren